for it to go on one. Hi, welcome to Yowie Fangirls vs. The World. This is Ian. Z. Sorry for our long absence. Life, elections, and liberty, and all this shit that's going on in the world today, basically. Yeah. And classwork. Oh, college. Don't go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and yet you're trying to drag me back into it. <laughs> hey, well, yes. Because I'll tell you one thing I've learned unless you're working with an, a company from here and moving abroad, you need a degree in other places to live and work. So get one. It's a way out. It's, yeah, if you want a way out, you got to work hard for it. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So we missed, I know we missed our last episode. We try to keep these down to every two weeks. Um, and we missed our last episode. So... Here you have a bonus episode. Yay! Yay! Kermit the Frog Flail. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Couldn't help it. So you get an episode today, this Saturday, and you get an episode next Saturday, or we, yeah, to go back on our regular schedule. Yeah. So yeah, bonus episode. Well, since we did plan out our episode, we just never got around to, to actually doing it. And it was supposed to be in honor of Halloween. <laughs> but at the time, you know, you, you just had this big workload. So and that there was really just no time to do it. Yeah, there wasn't. So we're going to talk about the spooky, scary. Actually, they're not that scary. It's just it's just like a dark theme. That's it. Dark theme. OK, dark theme. Um, but not in a sense of psychologically dark, but just what will fall under an umbrella of dark theme yeah. works. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, well, except for maybe like this one, I mean, um, I mean, usually they kind of like involve like, you know, vampires and zombies uh, and, you know, you know, wizards and witches and so forth. Um, like for me, like I'll start off, I'll try to be brief. Uh, this was something that I saw online and I eventually got a picture book of it from Yahweh Khan. I miss you. I miss ago. you, Yahweh Khan, about, too. I think, yeah, like about, uh, I'm not going to say how long ago, so. <laughs> <laughs> I, I almost uh, got myself there. <laughs> I remember when it was in San Fran. That yes. was the best. Oh, I, oh memories. Memories. Yes, that, that was. live like people do. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like, um, it's this, uh, it's based on a game called Sweet Pool um, by a group called Nitro Plus. And in this game, it's like one of those pretty illustrated uh, games and you have the main character, uh, Yoji, um, your quintessential, you know, pale skin, dark haired, um, ill boy. And he is, um, he has this parasite that, um, well, I guess from a lack of a better word, it does in a very gross, freaky kind of way involve, uh, M-Prag, but Ew. different and not at all like an Omegaverse kind of way either. Um, and, There's and, a parasite borrowing to him. Yeah, and it's 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 not pretty. It's it, and it's just so hard and to lays describe. And lays his eggs. It's so hard to describe. Somebody's been reading Octavia Butler. <laughs> <laughs> it, like just go on to TV tropes and 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 just look the rest from there under nightmare fuel. You know, you'll you'll catch my drift there. And this poor boy, he is like the cosmic chew toy. He is subjected to like uh, sex slavery, rape. 
and even cannibalism. And of course, these are the kind of games where they have different endings, like good endings, bad, bad endings. endings. Yeah. So it's like a choose your own ending kind of thing. Yeah. Uh. The only difference with this game is that there are really no good endings. The closest thing would be when he gets together with this one guy who is stoic and quiet, but you know, he's pretty much the closest thing to a love interest. And, but, but still, you know, even that is not, you know, it's still not enough to make it like a happy ending or a good ending. So we have parasitic male pregnancy. Yeah. And no happy endings. Yeah. It's. And this is a game? Yeah. It's, it's like one of those visual games, like a visual Uh, novel game or something like that. I I don't know if I want to play it, but I want to play it. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, you're like in one of those, uh, what do you call that scenario where you have see like two pathways, like you're on a road and you see like two roads. A ro- fork? Yes. You're like at a fork and it's just like. Two to roads pl- diverge. Yeah. <laughs> and I It's like. Robert Frost. <laughs> it's like, like to play or not to play. <laughs> and mm. so, but I mean, the art is gorgeous that's and 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 that it is explicit but uh, you know the characters are pretty even if a couple of them are you know are 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 straight up crazy or cute and psycho oh dear lord yeah this is like something that that uh panel at fujocon this past summer Mm -hmm. uh what is it yaoi that that hurts me yeah yaoi that hurts that should have been mentioned that should have at least had some kind of honorable mention because it's like oh man if i played this game it would hurt me to the point like like when you go to sleep it's still playing in your dreams or like your brain is still playing it like a recap that you want till your brain stop it Ah, uh, it's parasitic no male, male pregnancy. So yeah, I remember this one time I read this book. Oh God, I wish I could remember the name of the book. I think it's on my Kindle. I think I actually downloaded it from Kindle. It's one of those free books and it was an preg and it's about this guy or was it a fan fiction? <laughs> it's hard to tell these days. It was about this. It was kind of the same concept, that parasitic male pregnancy. And it was basically... Um, This guy was floating in space in his ship and this alien, this other alien found his ship and he saw that there was one survivor. So he took the guy and brought him onto his ship and he didn't know how he was going to feed him. So he, um, he, because he didn't know anything about the human biology, but he knew he needed to procreate his species. That's what he was on this long journey to do, to find someone to procreate his species with. So when he finds this floating spaceship, he decides to take, and there was only one person there. Yeah. He took the person from the ship, and um, this person is unconscious because I guess something happened to their ship or whatever, and it so uh, I, yeah, I, I don't feel... remember the the details, details, but uh... something happened to their ship. So the alien species picked up the last survivor of this sh- spaceship. Oh boy, I, I, yeah. this has like a vibe that makes me think of the movie Alien or Aliens. I know, right? Oh my god, that it's just like I, I I don't like the sound of that. Like, how good will come of this? So well, he has him, and he's still unconscious. He um, fixes <clears throat> his body so it's compatible for his sperm. <laughs> oh my god and he he like has to tube feed him and you're what? like yeah yeah he tubes feeds him and this guy's still unconscious he's still unconscious what the- yeah 
and then he wakes the guy wakes because remember the ship or whatever it was on something happened and then he was just floating in space like in a um like in a, a hybrid, pod yeah like yeah. in a state of hibernation or yeah. something oh so then he finally wakes him up after he's done all his modifications wakes this guy up damn yeah and of course there's a whole where am i kind of situation going yeah. on oh, I can and imagine. he doesn't know what's happening and this calmly the alien is like well i found you so i need someone to procreate with and you you kind of match my dna maybe like his dna and his biology matches his species the alien species so procreation is possible Whew. yeah and so so he's daily he's raped basically Dang. um he's raped and stuff for food and seed food and seed over and over and over again food and seed until he falls pregnant and he tries to like the alien species is basically just like you're for breeding i don't care about you but oh. over time he becomes like they have more and more conversations he ends up caring about him yeah ab ab about the human he changed and then he finds out more about the human's place where he's from which was a big mistake but, <laughs> but and then of course he gets pregnant and then he finds out that the alien species was um feeding him basically shit oh <laughs> why because he his body broke down oh, all of his ways and recycled it and repurposed it into a, something that can, that can be used. Oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. And the guy was just like, what? No. <laughs> it was so, it was so messed up. This, this story was so messed up. But anyway, they had a kid and then the kid, of course, is half human, half alien. But his mindset is majority alien. And after they had the kid or whatever, they decide to conquer Earth because they were like, everybody needs to know your species is your male species. The female species wasn't compatible, but he's like, the male species is compatible with them to procreate. <gasps> and they had more of their beings and their planet was dying and they need people to procreate with. And I was like, you shouldn't have told him you were from Earth. You shouldn't have told him. <laughs> but it ended on a happy note, but it wasn't a happy note. And this story has stuck with me forever. And I was like, what the hell did I just read? <laughs> what did I read? I will have to find it to, to let readers know what it's called in case any of you guys are, are interested in reading it. We'll drop it on our Tumblr page. So please go look at our Tumblrs, the same as our podcast yeah we fangirl versus the world or our twitter is on our twitter i'll real drop it but i'll try to find it yeah but it was it just reminded me oh, your that is parasitic male pregnancy reminded me of that oh that is i was like sometimes in yaoi you read some shit crazy shit and then you're like i need to make better choices <laughs> I need to make sure that I am making better choices in my reading material because I didn't know what it was before I went into it. And then once you're in it, you're like, I might as well finish it. There you go. Because I want to know how it ends. Yep. So. I mean, but there are still some times where you're reading it and you can still keep a straight face, but you're just shaking your head like, I need a new hobby. Yeah. But you still keep going. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> so I'm going to talk about Pathos. It's this It's a two volume story. Um, vampire story and it is by so that, by? Uh, Mika, Mika Sarahiro you know the artist who'd made uh, under, underground, underground underground hotel yep 
Yep, that's why I got this actually, because you know my favorite, one of my favorite BLs is what? Underground Hotel. So I was very excited <laughs> to see that there was something else that she did. And I think those are like the only things that, that they've been done. licensed. That's yeah. been licensed in America anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So Pathos is a two volume vampire novel. And in here we have a human character, Ace, and you have two vampires, King and Jay. Now, Ace was taken when he was a little boy to live with King and Jay, and King raised him, who's the older vampire, and Jay's, which is a younger vampire, kind of didn't want to have anything to do with him. And But as Ace continued to grow up, he, you know, his blood becomes very, um, not attractive, not... Like, kind of like, it, it's sort of like not your ordinary blood, basically? No, it is ordinary blood, oh. but for for a vampire, it's like a siren song. Like, yeah. oh, okay, so it's so kind it's, of like, it, it has like this sort of effect, maybe? Like, Yeah, for, it's ordinary blood, but for, for it was basically J, for J, God, they, I can't remember what the word is, but it's kind of like, like, his blood is perfect for J. Kind of thing. It's almost kind of like a little soulmate kind of thing. Yeah. Only it's like only a certain vampire is just drawn to this particular person's blood. They did this in Twilight. Sorry, Twilight. <laughs> they did was that a con- slip? <laughs> that was such a slip. <laughs> they did this concept in Twilight where Bella had the same. Bella's blood was the same for Edward. Like it was like a sweet siren song kind of thing. His sanguine, I think it was called, or something sanguine, like that. Maybe? Yeah, sanguine or something like that. It was called. I don't remember. Don't quote me on these pronunciations, people. <laughs> I speak three languages. <laughs> so regular English is not the good one. <laughs> so, um, yeah, his blood was kind of like that for Jay. So Jay bites him by accident when he's like 13, 14 or whatever because he couldn't control himself anymore. He bites him. and But King was able to save him in time, so... Ace wasn't turned or anything, so he was able to rescue Ace in time, and then he decides that um, Jay has to go to sleep for four years until Ace is 18, and then he sends Ace away to boarding school. So in volume one, you get the history of Jay, like where he comes from, and guess where it's from? He comes from where King found him. King turned Jay into a vampire, and King found him in prison oh i wonder if it's that prison (laughs) (laughs) is it the same prison an underground hotel who knows probably probably (laughs) lord knows but um yeah he finds him in prison and he turns him so you get the whole backstory of king and jay and then you also get a little you hear get ace's childhood living with two vampires and then you get ace going off to boarding school and you don't know anything about King, except that he turns people. <laughs> and that he's pretty. <laughs> and he's pretty. Long hair. So pretty that's man. what you get in volume one. And then in volume two of this, you get um, Ace is 18. So he comes back home to kind of try to wake Jay up. And you find out more about King too. You find out his entire backstory and how Ace came to live with them. And Jay and King starts a relationship Jay and Ace, sorry, start a relationship together. And then King 
you find out King is also in love with Jay. Ooh. So it ends up becoming this thruple thing at the end. Thruple? <laughs> oh my God, where did I hear that? I heard that recently. Well, a thruple is a three-way relationship. Yeah, but it's just that I've never heard of that term before. I think it was, oh gosh, I cannot remember where I heard that word. But it was very recently, like it was either today or yesterday. I'm like, thruple? I never knew. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it becomes kind of a like a thruple relationship in a way and then King decides that he's going to leave them alone so they can have a relationship together. Oh. Yeah. I want my beloved to be happy. Yeah, I want them to be happy all both of them. Although it'd be kind of nice so, if King could have a love interest of his own maybe. So King dies. <laughs> no! <laughs> Why would you do that? Why? I know. Oh, I, said, maybe. I was trying to ease into it. I was like, he decides to leave them alone so they can have a relationship together, i.e. burn himself with the sun. No! <laughs> yeah. But there's speculation about whether or not he's still alive or dead because he's such an old vampire. Exactly. So, like, they speculate that he might still be alive. No one knows for sure, but because King died, it kind of, it kind of, because Jay, Jay is his child. Mm -hmm. So, you know, when the, supposedly in some vampire lore, when the um, connection between the sire and the child is broken, then the child can fall into this despondency. And that's what happens to Jay. He falls into this type of, like a deep depression. And he can't, and Ace tries his best to try to get him out of it and tries to feed him and all this stuff. And and then he gets out of it eventually, but, and like you said, there's this whole speculation of whether or not, what's his name is alive, King is alive. Because he feels like Ace, Jay has this whole fever dream where he dreams about King. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of it, he's out of his depression state. So maybe. So maybe King is still alive. We don't know. Maybe, just maybe. Maybe, just maybe. But it's pretty good. So if you ever get a chance, pick up Pathos by Mika Sarahiro. And also check out Underground Freaking Hotel. (laughs) Best. I swear to God. It touches all those buttons. I mean, both titles have non-con in them. Yes, both titles do have non-con in them. You know, so just just to let you just, just to be on the safe side, on the up to, and up. Yep, just to let you know. <laughs> just to let you know, there are non-con because stuff happened to Jay when he was in prison, and then of course, Underground Hotel is a prison, so there's going to be non-con. There you go. But they don't get too graphic with it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like in the corner, like peekaboo. There you are. <laughs> <laughs> I never heard it described that way before. What else do you have? Uh, for me, it's something that is um, that is also in my list of titles that I wish they would license. Uh, called BL of the Dead. Ooh. Zombies galore. Oh my. Zombies and BL together. Yep. Basically, horror, supernatural, and tragedy. Oh my. Um, but there are eight different stories, but only three of them really got me. Uh, the first one, um, let's see, it's chapter three called Bottom of the Pitch Black Darkness by Hohagi Aki, or Aki Hohagi. Uh, You have these two childhood friends, uh, Yuki and Hikari. 
Uh, they were both orphans and they uh, met at the orphanage and they uh, became sweethearts and 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 you know up to being you know up to you know young men until Hikari dies. Uh, Yuki gets a call that you know Hikari had a stroke that he that you know he collapsed from a stroke and you know on the day of the funeral service you know where he, as he's all garbed in white and everything well the strangest darndest thing happened what Hikari woke up he woke up <laughs> almost like as if he was just asleep and uh, and it's and and so uh, Yuki is shook or shooketh and so, and he's just kind of like, you know, he tries to relocate the two of them, you know, so that that way they can, you know, be together again. But uh, since this is a BL title that involves zombies, uh, Hikari is slowly but surely losing his humanity and he's afraid that he's going to uh, hurt or kill uh, Yuki. But, you know, he's just kind of like, go ahead then. And so this is the kind of story where it does end like, you know, it seems like a downer ending, but maybe it's like, you know, kind of like a together in death kind of thing. But, <laughs> and this is like one of those things like, oh, why is it always the, the, the good ones that are one shots and that all the ones that kind of like drag on that it's like, stop. But this is a good one. The art is gorgeous and the plot Who, is amazing. Who's the author of the whole series? Like the, um, I know it's an anthology series. But they're all, yeah, they're done by different artists. Okay. It's an anthology series. Sorry. Yeah. I missed that in the beginning for some reason. Yeah, I forgot to mention that it's eight different stories by eight different artists. So, and for this one, it's Aki, A-K-I, Hohagi, H-O-H-A-G-I. Hmm. Interesting. And another one is uh, chapter four called Dead Dead Love Alive by Kimura Hidesato. And this one is probably the most wholesome of them all. Imagine wholesome and a and 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 zombies. That's not very common. Well, it's not hard. It, it's not common. That's true. But it's not. I've seen other zombie things that are like a wholesome. Mm-hmm. There's this one movie where this um, this zombie kind of comes back to oh, cognition. Uh, um, we oh, we like this movie. Uh, uh, I haven't seen it, but this. The story's familiar. Is it called Warm Bodies? Warm Bodies. Yeah. Warm Bodies is pretty good. It's it's kind and it's a wholesome zombie movie. It's kind of like that because here you have uh, a young man named Yamato. He's from you know he's part of like this anti-zombie squad or something like that, and he has feelings for his uh, for his captain and and that during a mission he said that he, he you know it's like okay I'm gonna confess my feelings to him after this mission. Well, things don't go exactly as planned. He ends up getting either bitten or scratched by a zombie. And, you know, and, and so the last words he said to his captain was, I love you. And, and the captain <laughs> the captain was able to administer some kind of serum that I guess prevents him from becoming a fully, from a full zombie, you know, where he craves human flesh and everything. And, but of course the rotting process, you know, he's, he's not, you know, he's, he looks more like a rotting corpse and that his speech is, you know, not the same anymore. And, and he's just, he's just so ashamed of his hideousness and so forth. But it turns out, you know, the captain, he heard his last words and believe it or not. Well, actually, no, believe it. Um, the feeling is mutual. Ah. 
And so he's taking Yamato out on dates and, and of course, you know, just to, uh, further prove that the serum, you know, it does work. It keeps him from being a full zombie because he eats stuff that humans also eat. You know, he's still got a sweet tooth, even if he still looks like a corpse. And, um, and according to like the doctor in this, um, in this chapter, he says that love serves as, and I quote, a faster way to recover from zombification. So in, in short, true love prevails. So will he kind of like, you know, will the zombie virus, you know, you know, uh, what's the word, be undone or, or something like that? Can it be reversed? Who knows? Because once again, this is a one shot and I would love to see more of this kind of story. So, and then the third one is by a more familiar artist. Uh, it's called Zombie Cycle. Uh, their last name kind of looks like it says Home Run, but I guess it's pronounced, uh, Homerun Ken. And the artist, the, the art in this is, is so cute and so pretty. So it's another story of, you know, love knowing no bounds, mm-hmm. even during a zombie apocalypse. So you have these two schoolboys, you know, trying to survive the zombie apocalypse. And one of them, uh, Shoichi, eh, let's just say he's not exactly capable of fighting. And and yet the person he has feelings for, uh, Haruya, he's more capable by comparison. And in a moment of distraction, Haruya kind of like, you know, he froze and... A zombie's coming right behind him. Shoichi comes in, you know, and takes the hit. Um, and and so, yeah, if you're bitten or scratched by a zombie, well, guess what happens? You know, the zombific- you, zombification. Zombification. Thankfully, these you things... You become a zombie, too. Welcome yep. to the world of zombies. Yeah, thankfully, it's a very slow process, so that way they can at least, you know, kind of like do some confessions or something like that but of course Haruya he refuses to abandon him and you know tries to carry him to safety and but of course you know it's 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 too late for Shoichi you know he's at he's he's at that point of no return and and so just like in chapter three in the first story that I've mentioned uh there's just only one solution if they can't be together in life and instead of one living without the other, well, there's only we'll be together in death. In death. So, it, so <laughs> it, it's like it's kind of like a bittersweet ending. It's a little bit more bittersweet ending than the first story that I told. And it's just like you can't help but kind of go like, like, aw, <laughs> why? As you were telling me the zombie ones, I was like, wait, I read a book that was yaoi that was about zombies. And I was like, it was a literature novel because I remember this because it was like, it was by one of my favorite um, authors, Joyce Carol Oates. She did a novel called Zombie and it's the yaoi because (gasps) it was based on the life of Jeffrey Dahmer in a little bit. Oh my God. So of course, as I'm going to put this in the top, it is non-con. It is sexual slavery. So please be wary. It is filthy. It's written by Joyce Carol Oates. <laughs> so I was like, secret underground yaoi fan. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but in it, I, I remember his name, Quentin P. Quentin P. He wants to create a, um, a zombie, basically, out of a young man. And he wants, because he wants a perfect male companion so he wants to rewire somebody's brain so they're just a sex slave 
basically. Damn. This is the basis of the story. Now, it's been a long time since I've read this book. It has been a very fucking long time since I've read this book. <laughs> but it, you brought it back when you were talking about all the zombie ones. And I was like, haven't I read a story? I know I have it on my Kindle. So I want to grab my Kindle real quick. <laughs> but it has been a long time since I've read this book. But like, I remember he, by create, when he was creating the zombies, of course, there's kidnapping, there's rape, there's torture. Um, and he starts out with just wanting a sex slave and becomes a serial killer. So, and that's all I remember about this book. I'm Damn. so sorry. Because this was a spur of the moment. Oh, I remember this kind of thing. <laughs> eureka moment. Yeah, it was a eureka moment. Or like, so, oh, yeah. um, if you're into that stuff, check out Joyce Carol Oates' Zombie. And the only reason I actually knew about this novel is because I was on a, on a Joyce Carol Oates binge and I was reading everything by her. So... I didn't know what this novel was before going into it. I was like, oh, it's based on, like, Jeffrey Dahmer was her inspiration for it. So I was like, oh, okay. I know he did some horrible stuff. Let's see where this goes. And it ended up being, it ended up being something else. So if you're into all that stuff, there you go. Zombie, Joyce Carol Oates. And is it Carol with a C or? C-A-R-O-L. Okay, and Oates? O-A-T-E-S. Okay. She wrote The Lottery. What? You remember the one where they stone? Oh, yeah. that that one. I remember Just reading. Carol Oates. Yeah, I remember reading that like ages ago. I'm not telling you yeah. how long. Yeah, she also wrote another story which I really enjoyed. Um, God, I can't remember her name. It's a very short story. Her short stories are really good. Yeah, and very surprising. But um, yeah, definitely check her out if you have a chance to. Joyce Carol Oates, she's great. Oh, and uh, let's see. Let's deviate from the manga world. Yes. And move on to television. Now, I am ashamed of myself for not joining this bandwagon a long time ago. But E, on the other hand, she was on the right path. I, yeah. I was led astray for some... <laughs> I was pulled astray for some reason. Because uh, I, I think it's because we didn't think it was going to end up being... There was a lot of hoahe, but we didn't think it was going to end up being... Yeah. A little bit more official. A little more official than we thought. So, first, let's talk about Hannibal. (laughs) (laughs) Hannibal. I just finished binging all three seasons. I had started season one before, but I was kind of bored with it. And it didn't get good until the season, like the middle of season one, it started getting good all the way to the end. And season two was glorious. Season two gave me life. <laughs> season, t- season two gave us everything, except, especially between Will Hannib- Will and Jack. Not Will and Jack. Win and, Will and Hannibal. Will and Hannibal. Will and Hannibal. <laughs> Will and Hannibal. You start getting... You start getting it in season end of season one, where he where Hannibal has lines like, "Oh, I waited for you," and uh, and then you're like, "We what? didn't want to leave without you," and I was just like, "What? What's what's going on is, here? Is, is he flirting? Is flirting happening? Is this real? What's going on?" Huh? And then in season two, in season two, you get love confession. You get, you get, um, Will finding out that Hannibal is in love with him. You get, you get, ah, 
I mean, it's glorious. I mean, it's not from what you're telling me. It's there's nothing sexually explicit. It's no. just it's just like the dialogue, the dialogue, how they look at each other, how they look at each other, the body language. Yes. I mean, you know, with their clothes on, unfortunately, but bear with, but bear with us here. But you get spiciness if you, the homoerotica in this in this series is is on par. Let's just say that is on par and then in season three you have murder husbands you have a synchronized killing dance between two guys and then you have this moment where you think they're going to kiss and they don't but they jump up they're off a cliff and you're like what is going on what is going on where's the kiss where's the kiss but it's so good like Hannibal is really they really did they did a great job of, and according to the director, they are officially together, but you don't, you don't get eroticism. You get, you don't get sex. You don't get, um, kissing. kissing. You don't get any of that stuff. But the, the subtext is still, the subtext is, is still strong. Very strong. You, you you get all of that and it's really great. So check out Hannibal if you get a chance. And then the ending scene, whoo, the ending scene. At the end, you're like three plates. That means they are alive. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and you get like this family. Like at one point, um, you get the possibility of a family. And then oh, and then Hannibal goes to jail and he's like, I'm gonna be like Will totally rejects him. This is before he finds out Hannibal is in love with him. He totally rejects him. And Hannibal has the opportunity to escape and stuff like this. And he turns to Will and he's like, I'm going to be in... He's like, I'm... he gets purposely arrested. And he tells Will, you'll know where I am. This is so you'll know where I am. And I'm just Almost like... like- like I'll be waiting for you. Or exactly, something. I will wait for you. Like, That's exactly what dang. it was. That's exactly what it was. And I was just like, oh, what? What? <laughs> and of course, that sparred my fanfiction readathon <laughs> of Hannibal. Everything in the Hannibal world, everything. So right now, I'm like, I'm like stuck in Hannibal verse. <laughs> And reading a lot of Will and Hannibal fan you fiction. Fell in, you fell into that hole. I fell into it hard. And then somebody posted about the Adams Family Hannibal um, fanfic. And then I fell harder. Oh, God. They mixed those two <laughs> universes. And I was just like, but there's so much Hannibal fan fiction. And I'm just so happy. And I'm like, keep going. Of course, I start with the Omegaverse. Because we should all start with <laughs> guys should get pregnant. They should just get pregnant. Yeah, they should. Why get... should we have to do it? Yeah, guys should have babies too. Yes, they should. So of course <laughs> I started with Omegaverse, and I, I've been, I'm still in Omegaverse. There's so much to read. There's so much to read. There's so much to read. But yes, give Hannibal a chance is definitely worth it. Season three wasn't that great, but you get love confession. You get synchronized killing dances. Yeah, it was worth it. <laughs> it was, and gratuitous Yuri, you get murder wives in this too. Ooh. So you have murder husbands and murder wives. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate some Yuri too here and there. Exactly. By exactly. That, by that we mean a lot. Um, and it, so, so let's see. So yeah, we've got manga, uh, novels, whether they're books or you know physical or digital, TV series. Uh, what else? Um, I really like when we do these um, 
two separate things yeah like i know information about something she knows information about something because they also i feel like it gives it diversity but also it allows me to be like go on fangirl fangirl yeah (laughs) fangirl basically and also gives adds to my reading list exactly it adds to my reading list of stuff i have to read lord knows when i will find the time to read all this stuff but it'll happen it will happen it'll happen we only got one life exactly (laughs) one life to live and just to kind of like drop this quick this one really quick uh what i'd like to talk about is i just recently got into it well it's been like maybe a couple of months but i've been reading the uh carry on book uh by rainbow rowell rowell yes and where has this been all my life <laughs> it's me ba- okay the most basic way to describe this is that imagine harry potter you know you've got the chosen one it is literally a harry draco fanfic yeah you've got the chosen one a school for uh you know Magical beings. Yeah, you've got a, a school you, you know, have for the, magical the beings. bad boy. Yes, and, and, and so you've got Simon, and you might be familiar with his uh, name, Simon Snow, from this other book by Rainbow called uh, Fangirl, Fangirl, which we just read, and it is really cute. Good news, it's been released at... The first, the first volume has been released as a manga, the art is adorable and 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 you will feel you'll 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 find yourself that it is a very relatable book. Yep. And so um it's kind of like yeah, Fangirl was first and then you had Carry On and so forth. Yeah, forward. I would suggest that um reading Fangirl, here is why. When you start Carry On, you feel like you're jump you're You've, you're starting in the middle of a novel. Yeah. It makes you, it definitely makes you feel that way. And you feel like, hey, did I miss like half of the story? What is going on? If you read um, Fangirl. Fangirl, it introduces you to the characters of Carry On, Simon and what's his name? Baz. Baz and the, the girlfriend and and the best friend. And the best friend. <laughs> Sorry, And girls. it introduces you to to the world of that magic like you know he's at a school and all this stuff so if you read fangirl because in there she's basically what the novel says a fangirl of this world of this um simon snow world yes basically she writes fan fiction basically like a fangirl of the harry potter verse only in this case it's the snipe it's the simon snow verse or something like that and while the books within the book you know it's like there are eight books Yep, and it's basically and it's like a, a a Harry Potter kind of thing, and of course she ships Simon and, and Baz. Baz, and she has a twin sister, and these two they used to fangirl over over this this fandom so together so much, but yep. then college, you know, her college days begin, and the, all you have all these all the ad- stuff that comes with college, and she's still like she's still like she's a yaoi fangirl basically so it's like getting our lives read back to us yes exactly (laughs) seriously it's like that because this is exactly what we do because i remember at some points i was just so relatable i was like yeah i do that oh yeah i do that too oh that assignment yeah i'm not turning that in i'd rather read fan fiction (laughs) yeah only instead of writing fan fiction we prefer to To read read it it. like if everybody's kind of like oh hey we're all gonna go out clubbing you want to come ah no thanks i got i got stuff to do and we're just reading fan fiction Fan fiction is legit literature, okay? It is legit literature. Because look at novels before they started. You know, people were like, oh, novels aren't legit. 
fan fiction is legit literature so I don't want to hear anything else from other people don't add us don't exactly <laughs> <laughs> and so so yeah so after fangirl you have carry, carry on. on and this tells and, and it comes like it, and it's it's one book but it tells like in four books mm-hmm. I'm so far in book three and I think I'm in book two really yeah yeah I started book I'm like at the beginning of book two okay and um, so you've got Simon Snow. He's the chosen one. And his roommate is uh, Baz, who is a vampire. A vampire. Yep. Vampires. Because, so, yeah, because unlike the Harry Potter universe, we don't have vampires. Werewolves, yes. But vampires, no. I know. I'm like, why did you do us like that, JKR? <laughs> why didn't you give us vampires? Snape could have been a vampire. She missed a perfect opportunity. Oh, Alan Rickman would have made an awesome vampire. He so would have. Opportunity lost forever. I know. Oh. I'm like, couldn't you have made him a vampire? Then you, and then he would have lived at the end. Exactly. Because you can't kill a vampire that unless, well, unless Nagini sunlight his and, heart. Yeah, or sunlight and so yeah. forth. But no, he would have lived at the end. But still. Wait, can you add Avada Kodava a vampire? And it's just like. I don't know. Who knows? Because you can do it to a werewolf, but can you do it to a vampire? Because they're technically already dead. Good question. And, uh, oh, oh hush up, Charlie. Our uh, dog Charlie is in here. And he's just being a whiny little bee. Yes, as usual. <laughs> Any, as usual. Anywho, so um, throughout book one, um, Simon, he's, um, you know, he's come back to school and it's called Watford. I think that's how you pronounce it because yeah. it's, set, it's set up like in the UK and his roommate is missing and all throughout book one he's just like 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 just talking about his roommate thinking about his yeah talking about thinking about his roommate like where is he what could have happened yeah and you've got his best friend Penelope who is kind of like a mix of Ron and Hermione in this universe yes she is I am telling you guys straight up this is Harry Potter fan fiction Harry Draco Penelope yeah, I mean, I mean, at least at some point it'll kind of deviate from that. Like, Hopefully. like that was just like that was just a template, basically, and uh, and so uh, and, and 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 of course, yeah, Penelope, she really just doesn't care, you know. She, it, she, it's it's she might as well should just simply say, you know, you're in love with the guy. Yeah, and and when you go on to if there's a Patriot on TV tropes, and you have this art, it's really cute where you have Simon and Baz, and they're kind of like looking at each other and Simon he's like he's plotting something and Baz is just kind of like I want to kiss him and it's like it's so cute and of course I've been looking at fan art and I'm gonna need to look into some fan fiction I'm surprised I haven't gotten into that yet mainly because I just I want to finish the book first I the book is already fan fiction so I feel like I'm just reading fan fiction the entire time in print form yeah and so so yeah and uh and and it's the kind of story where it tells you different perspectives and each chapter is not too long it's a very yeah it's very short chapter wise yeah and usually E is a faster reader yeah but college damn college yeah and so it's and and of course when it comes to doing spells instead of like saying something that almost sounds like latin they use everyday normal spells yes like like stuff we think is fake spells that's what they use like abracadabra and you're like what huh that's a spell (laughs) or like uh let's see or or even kind of like uh like a song title could also be a spell a spell too or like like you know just like yeah as you were and so forth and so forth and it's just it's 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 
it's cute. And this, this is, I don't know if you've ever read anything by Rainbow Rowell, but if you have, her writing style is very, very, um, it reminds me of, it's very contemporary. Yeah. I, it's part of I, I don't know how else to explain it, but if, if you read contemporary romance novels, they have this like style that's very simplistic. It's very simplistic in the words that she's writing, mm-hmm. but it packs a punch in what she is saying. I don't know if that makes any damn sense, but <laughs> it's not, her words are not hard to read. It's like a continuous conversation. Even when you're doing train of thought, mm-hmm. when she's doing train of thought for any of her characters, mm-hmm. the, it's like a continuous conversation. Yeah. Like you, you're talking to someone aloud. That's the way she writes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just like in the Harry Potter universe, um, you know, there is like this antagonist that is a threat to the wizarding world, including especially for Simon and, and the relationship between Simon and Baz is that it's almost like, at least to Simon, he sees it as kind of like some kind of rivalry because he keeps recalling all the bad shit that, that Baz has put him through. Yeah. And, 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 and from what I'm reading in book two, they uh, get together. Well, not not quite yet. Not it. Well, not quite. No. Yet, oh, oh, I sorry. I thought you were talking about the second book in the Simon. In oh no, no, not no. It, no. In book two in in the first book and carry on. Yeah, because that's why like, it's confusing to I say know, that. Just say part two. Part two. Okay, I'll do it that way. Because in um, at some point, you know, in, in book two, you know. We finally hear from like Baz's point of view, and we, we find out what happened and. It, it's it, and it's, it's kind of like he reminds me of Helga from Hey Arnold, a cartoon show that I haven't seen in years. He almost seems to kind of like, 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 like I can't stand him, and yet I love him. And yet I love him. It's, yeah, and like in actual, so in the second volume of the book, Baz and um, Simon, Simon, they do become a couple. So you have that to look forward to in the second book. So that's why I'm excited about finishing it. Because I'm like, I want to get to book two where there are a couple so I can live my fantasy. Exactly. And the the second book is called Wayward Son. And there's a third book that will be coming out in July next year called Any Way the Wind Blows. I was Any noticing... Way the Wind. You remember noticing the song? Yeah. Title? Carry on my wayward <laughs> son. <laughs> carry on my wayward son. And Any then Way Any Way the, the Wind Blows. Shh. <laughs> I, I hope she continues this series. I hope so, and too. And continues with the song titles. Me, too. Because I love it. And my only complaint, though, is that the 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 book that I have is that it's a... What is it called? A soft cover? A soft cover. I really wanted it as a hard cover. Yeah, because the covers are different. But the soft cover for the first book is so pretty. The hard cover isn't as pretty for the first book. But that's just my one little complaint. Please check it out. You can find it in your local bookstores. Or, or your local library. Or you can download it as a, what is as it? an no, ebook. As an ebook, exactly. Yes, so, from your preferred method of ebooking. So, <laughs> so please check it out. All right. I think that's our episode. You got a wallop of an episode today because we were lazy and did not do our episode last time. Actually, we were just really freaking. I was busy. Getting a master's degree is not easy. So well, whoever said that it was, you know, we're not gonna lie. There's, there, there's no. I expected it to be easy. I really did not prepare myself well. What? I, I'm gonna start a TikTok video about. I'm gonna be crying and being like, no, my professors hate me. I swear to God. 
I swear to God, I'll be on TikTok. Watch me. TikTok. You and TikTok. Yeah, I, I'm taking a social media break, though, so. Except from TikTok. Well, I, I, from everything. Even TikTok? Yeah. Oh. But if I see a, a, another TikTok link from you, though, that it's just like, I thought you were taking a break. No, it's probably somebody sent it to me. Like, oh. I have not been on TikTok from since the day I said I'm taking a break. Oh, okay. Yeah. Alrighty then. Because I found myself spending like three hours on my bed just scrolling on TikTok. Oh I was like, God. this has got to stop. You, yeah. It's, you <laughs> I could help. be reading fan fiction you, or a book. You need help. Uh, yeah. 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 Keep, keep, yeah. keep on reading. So that was our episode today. We will see you guys next time. Sorry for the random rambling or not. <laughs> not sorry. <laughs> not sorry. That, that, at that, all. that was a lie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time in our episode of Yowie Fangirl versus the World. We oh. are. Out. All right. Ciao.